You've reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle, chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. You've reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle, chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Hi, it's Courtney. Hi, it's Mia. Hi, it's Courtney. Hi, it's Amalia and we are from Paramount Plus's brand new TV show, Paper Dolls. Oh my gosh, look how gorgeous you look straight from a girl band. I love it. Let's just preface this by saying uh, Tim and I were texting on the weekend because I watched the first two episodes and I was dying. It is amazing. Yay! Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. (laughs) You're welcome. And that is the interview. Goodbye. No. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. So firstly, let's do a quick elevator pitch. Courtney and Mia, we'll start with you. Can you give us maybe a sentence each about Paper Dolls? Yes. So I'll start with kind of the overall Paper Dolls. Paper Dolls is based on a a fictional group called Harlow and it kind of follows the rise and fall of their time um, in the spotlight. What I will add to that is that it sort of exposes the underbelly of the pop world. And that's a line I stole from Courtney, by the way. It exposes the underbelly of the pop world and sort of like shows what life is like for pop stars when the, you know, smoke and mirrors have all blown away. That was so, amazing. Amazing. There were all these like, metaphors in there, but no, you guys go. Courtney, that was a really, really great metaphor, by the way. Uh- <laughs> And Courtney and Amalia, let's talk about individual characters because I want to touch on all the characters for all of you. So if you can give me a brief rundown of your characters and how, like, I guess they evolve without giving any spoilers because I was super shocked how deep and a little bit dark this was. So Izzy is the only one of the five girls who previously had a career. As a teen, she was a bit of a sensation and then, you know, it went awry and so when we meet her we see her talking her way back in and a part of her way back in is to be part of Harlow be part of the girl band so having come from a solo career and moving into that space you can imagine there's tension it's a bit of an odd dynamic to have to navigate Um, but we also see her the way that she has to navigate her ties to the label from her past and the way it will affect her future amazing and she's got (laughs) some she's got an incredible story I know wasn't it amazing chef's kiss chef's kiss (laughs) Um, and it's 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 amazing from the beginning with your story because it it really takes a turn immediately, which I which I won't give anything away because it's so good. But I wish I could. Yeah. Yeah. It does not shy away from the nitty gritty, you know. It goes straight to the real stuff, which is just <laughs> crazy for something like this. I think we've never really seen anything like this for a topic like this before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've never seen something like this. I think it's great that the show is not shying away from that aspect of it. Obviously, you know, as a whole, um, I think fame and the industry is about both the highs and the lows mm-hmm. happening at the same time. And I think the show does a really great way, like it has a way, great way of capturing that without shying away from those dark elements. Because I feel like it's safe and easy to focus on the glamorous side, but the other part of it that you don't get to see behind the scenes is very real and something that deserves attention and conversation. And Courtney, what about you for your character? Courtney Clark. Courtney C. <laughs> they call me CC on set. Oh, it Cece. really starts. Okay, well, that's now my new name for you. So, CC. Love that. <laughs> it's catching on. Yeah. 
I remember meeting you at the court premiere, which we've just spoken about. Um, but you, yes. you're blonde in the show. Do you know when I was watching, I was like, that's not Courtney. That's not Did you know that I was blonde in the show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I saw you <laughs> so guys. Pre- I thought you did a set visit. I thought you were there. I did. I was just going to tell you, I saw you all perform. I, I, and I really, I remembered the song like that whole day. It was stuck in my head, but I can't remember what song it was. You were at, um, what were we wearing? You were wearing from Can't Touch, well, which is actually the song that's going to be releasing on Sunday. I think it might yes. be Can't Touch. So it was at, um, at, it, it was oh. at, that's right. Liberty Hall? Liberty Hall in yeah, Liberty Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Fox saw Studio. the the whole thing yeah, yeah. ten times. Saw it ten times. And also saw Tom obviously say his one <laughs> yeah. line that I think that he only has in the show, which is Jesus, okay. So <laughs> anyway, this is not about me. Sorry, Courtney, go. Um, Jade is Jade is such an interesting one to explain because when we first meet Jade um in F1, we really don't know too much about her. She kind of she within the hollow group she kind of functions as a bit of an older sister um so she backstory has had like a pretty tough up- upbringing um and so she very much is like sort of the nurturer and work is her main focus she kind of looks at like the the rise of stardom as Harlow is kind of a stepping stone on her long career tra- trajectory um so she's very like work focused and wants to keep it all about the music um but then as we go through the series we get to know uh the real jade uh the raw jade the jade that is jade in her personal life and who she is in her heart and um how she wants to be able to exist but unfortunately you know due to the realities of the fact when your lights is up when your um life is up in lights as is what happens becoming a pop star it's really difficult to keep those two things separate Mm -hmm. um so i won't give any spoilers for f3 but what's really exciting i think i know it's (laughs) it's actually borderline impossible (laughs) in interviews and you're like i can't say very much (laughs) but i will anyway i know we know as well like some of it like the first two episodes and i'm like oh no can't talk about that anyway yeah yeah, yeah, totally I guess what's exciting is like just the fact that um you know the audience gets gets the glimpse into the each girl's life in a very poignant and focused and raw way in in a way that the other girls don't. It's so ironic that they all live together and they live and breathe together and they're on stage every day together, but the audience is kind of getting the truth around what they're keeping from each other and um don't know how to be authentic about in life. Um which I think is just such a powerful way to tell duality in in the story of like the glamour and fame and, and the gritty and dark and twisted <laughs> so dark and twisted and Courtney uh, I don't want to say other Courtney because you're not other Courtney at all I'm happy to be <laughs> no not at all I just you know in the in the, the t- in the row that you're going in it's like and Courtney Courtney go we love um so Lillian is I would say that she is quite naive and she's pretty wide-eyed in the group so she's quite innocent um um, at her core. And I think that's her essence. She's quite sweet. She really observes what's happening all the time. And I would say that the main thing that defines Lillian is her fact to like please others. And it kind of debilitates her in this, in this way. And it's something that she needs to find her feet with because in the industry of being a pop star, it's not really something that you can survive with. Um, so she really goes through that journey, um, and learns through the experiences of the other girls as well. Beautiful. What a summation. I loved it. Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky last Mia. So Charlie is sort of the um as I've sort of said, the nepotism baby um in the group because her dad, you know, is the head of the label. So 
you know, it's very complicated for her because she is an only child with the exception of her like half siblings that are like, you know, babies. Um, so she's sort of grown up um, with her dad who has never really made time for her. And now she's with all of these girls and it's like an only child that like can't share. And they've got this like really awkward dynamic. And she is just trying to find her place in the group where she wants to feel like she deserves to be there for her own talent, not because of her father. Um, and yeah, ultimately just trying to get her father's approval. So it's actually quite a sad story because of her sort of insecurities and desperate need to sort of like get that validation from a parent who has like kind of neglected her. Um, but she goes on a really, you know, windy journey that the audience will be able to see once it comes out because I will literally spoil it if I say anything else. <laughs> Not much more I can say. <laughs> very, very dark and actually trigger warning to anyone who's gonna watch you know growing up it's yeah. it's very very heavy but to make it lighter and what a daddy ditch is what a daddy <laughs> <laughs> we love ditch he's amazing he is so polar we love Raj. Uh, <laughs> he's the loveliest man such a goofball, such a like golden retriever personified. You know what I mean? Like he's just the loveliest guy. And then he almost had this different voice for the role. It was like very deep and scary. And then he's like, hey, how is everyone? Oh, I love that. That's so funny. Okay. Um, I do want to know, I know that this is not based on Bardo. It's loosely based on, you know, the stories of of pop stars and the rise but what how true is this story like how much of it do you know by doing research that a lot of this is has happened or in girl bands maybe I think that it would be impossible to think that the stories that we tell haven't happened at least once if not multiple multiple times in the industry for different kinds of pop stars um like the amazing thing about having such unique characters is we tell a lot of different kinds of stories and and touch on a lot of different concepts but i mean some of us know people who have been through these things some of us like you know whether we saw it in documentaries or it's like friends in the industry when you've worked in the music industry or, um, you know, even in just like the entertainment industry in general, like behind the glitz and glamour is just a lot of hard work and um, self-discovery and also learning about the world, not always being what you might hope it to be like. Um, but, yeah, so I think that honestly my my outlying belief would be that everything that we do in the series, I imagine, would have happened at least once in the industry for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, inspiration was taken from, you know, pop stars of that generation and that era from all kinds, you know. I think people are drawing links to Bardo because, you know, Belinda Chappell was our exec producer, but that story was completely fictionalised and reimagined, that concept, and all of these characters are fictional and have experiences that have been drawn from a range of different um, inspirations, you know, like, and as, as Courtney was saying, like, absolutely there are experiences that people we know that I've had that, you know, um, within this kind of industry that definitely mirror what you see in the show. So it's important that we were able to present those through all of our very unique and yeah, different characters. Mm. It's so important to see the light and shade, isn't it? So important and scary at the same time, Mm. because I think a lot of people grow up wanting to be a pop star and they don't know necessarily how hard is mm-hmm. yeah Mia I want to ask you about the rehearsal process I could not believe how schmick 
how incredibly talented, how you knew every lyric, every dance. You did it like 10,000 times when I was on that set visit. What is the rehearsal process like? So in most shows, you have like a two-week pre-production rehearsal for actors. But for our show, we obviously needed a bit longer than that. We had four weeks. So we were recording an entire album at Sony. So that was the song element. We were like in and out of the studio recording songs almost every day. And when we weren't at the studio, we were at the dance studio learning all the choreography for all the dances and then all of the variations of each choreography for the scenes where we're practicing or the scenes where we're messing it up or the scenes where we're changing it around. So everything like you would think like, especially for my episode um, in episode two, the beginning sequence is me trying to nail this dance. And it looks sort of really like, you know, shambly and chaotic, but that was like five sessions of like one-on-one dance training to like do that perfectly and figure out how to look like you're messing up and how to like do it in a way that makes it look like you're more tired and all of this stuff. Like the thought and rehearsals that went into this, we worked six days a week because every single Saturday we were either recording a song and or rehearsing a dance. So it we gave our life to this show. So for the fact that people will watch it and hopefully be impressed by it is like testament to our hard work. Like I have to say, like I'm yeah. proud of us for doing that because there were some days where you'd be working 14 hours a day, Monday to Friday, and you'd get to Saturday and you know everyone else goes home, but we're like straight into the studio at 8 a.m. for another 12 hours and you have Sunday to just relax, learn your lines, learn the dance, learn the songs, Repeat. sleep eat, do everything that you need to do, maybe have an actual, you know, life separate to the job and then go back in. So we gave it out everything. So the rehearsal period I wish could say was only four weeks, but really we were rehearsing for the whole shoot. Yeah. But it was, I hope that it, you know, it shows and I think it was worth it. I was literally going to ask you, how do you make, when you are a phenomenal dancer, how do you make messing up look so bad when you can actually move (laughs) so that just answered my question that's amazing do you want to quickly do a real quick girl band trivia yes i'm so excited okay are you ready girl band trivia with the girls from paper dolls you can all call out at the same time who is the most famous girl band in the world five girls yes courtney (laughs) ding 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 absolutely Okay. And they're a group of five. They are. That is so true. That is so true, actually. I wonder if five was a thing. <laughs> a little mix. A, a mix five as well. The magic number. The yeah. band five. And one D. One D. Yeah, exactly. Which girl group record? Oh, they are four. Are they four? Yeah, anyway, they're both. They're both. <laughs> I was like, no, Harry, the other one, and the other one. Okay. <laughs> what is our boy band? Yeah. There's five. There's five. There's five. Sorry, guys. Niall, Harry, Louis, Liam, Zay. Liam and Zay. You're right. There's five. Then there were five. Four. Sorry. Sorry. There were four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which girl group recorded the song No Scrubs? Yes. I think oh, these guys are on a delay. It's uh, by Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we were we were right in there. We were, right there. <laughs> we were really coming for that answer. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's a delay. You got so excited. I'll give it to you. Which girl band's <laughs> debut song was Poison? Butter. Yes! Butter. 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 Butter.
Everyone's ruining us right now. AC and Amalia, don't <laughs> Take worry. Take us to the <laughs> trivia club. We were- I'm really, I'm real. I got you. I know, I know. You're, you're all winners in my eyes. Okay. <laughs> Who sings the song Jump for My Love on the Love Actually soundtrack? For oh My Love. Oh. Can you give us a rendition so we know what we're... Okay, it's the Ooh. one where Hugh Grant <laughs> is in the your ass, you know that one? And he's like doing the butt thing. <laughs> yes! I do know the song. <laughs> I won't know. Do you know it? I've got no uh, idea. I have no, is that Hugh Grant? Uh, no, but it would be amazing. No, it's Girls Aloud. Okay, my very last one, and then we have to wrap it up. All right, I want everybody to do it together, even though my girls have a delay. Are you ready? Finish these lyrics. You girls are so into it. Everyone's just leant forward. They're ready. <laughs> Finish these <laughs> lyrics. So here's a story from A to Z. You guys get with me, Emily. <laughs> Oh, I okay. don't even know. You want to get with me? Yeah, it's Spice Girls. Let's go, Emily. Do you like MC? I like it. Easy peasy. She's a comfort free. She's a real lady. Am I sure my age? Take it to the chorus. Great song, Justin Timberlake. All the delays. This is so chaotic with the delays, with the singing, with the girls singing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when we're talking about Spice Girls. It's okay, but this has been amazing. I wish we had so much more time. Thank you, my angels. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter Podcast. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the Entertainment underscore Hotline Pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter Podcast.